Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. On this week's Patreon episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, we talk about the death of Gibson. Gibson are selling their Memphis factory, and we discuss the reasons for it. You can hear this over at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the podcast. That's patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Hello. That's a very, very Ah, welcoming and loud way to start a podcast. I tell you what, if you want to talk about loud, we want to be talking about whatever Joe Branton is wearing under his his hoodie today. He travelled the entire way here with the hoodie closed, so this is the first time I've seen this. This is a great shirt. And I've definitely worn this. I've definitely worn this on the podcast before. I'm getting quite into Hawaiian shirts at the moment just in time right. for uh, as long as it's not Hawaiian pizza who would talk about that on a podcast yeah. um, it's 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 good to know that you're fully committing to this quirky lifestyle that you're <laughs> trying to uh, build up for yourself Joe oh, thanks man when are you going to start working at a coffee shop because you've got that look today you've got the rolled up beanie right uh, I always wear a rolled the, up beanie you've got the quirky shirt and you've got the sort of open sort of kind of software developer hoodie look <laughs> going on <laughs> oh thanks man Nice. Just, just let you know. Yeah, just, a, you know, just a bit of a roast to start off. It's cold in England at the moment, so just a bit of a roast Brilliant. to, uh, you know, warm up the room a bit. That's great. If we're talking about the weather, we keep getting texts from Matt Knight being like, "Oh, it's starting to get windy here." Apparently, there's a big storm about yeah, to hit he, Japan, he, and he, 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 he keeps sending wind update. He just went <laughs> seventy-five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as you uh, as you can probably hear, Matt's not joined us this week. He is uh, still for the well, for, not for the foreseeable future. For the next few months, he's in Japan. So, um, if you haven't listened to the last few podcasts, we've been getting a rotating cast of guests, um, and Matt's joined us as well from Japan. But this week, yeah, this week even uh, it is just us three. We'll have a, probably a guest next week. Um, so we're going to be taking loads of questions this yeah, week as loads well. Of, loads of questions. Um, there's not much news. There's not much going on at the moment. Well, it's the calm before the storm. Well, in Japan, it sounds like it, yeah. It's, uh, um, 75 miles an hour. 75 miles an hour. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, there's not much news. People aren't reviewing, uh, aren't releasing stuff. It's more mm. like, yeah, people have got a lot of secret projects, some of which we know about, some of which we, or most of which well, we definitely which don't Which we're going to leak 
we're yeah, going to yeah. illegally leak on gonna, this podcast. We're going to be like Matt's roof this and evening. Then, we're going to be leaking everywhere. And then Joe will get fired from his job and ah. then end up working in a coffee shop. Yeah, that's it. It all comes back around. Um, well, back well around. you say that, but you know, you know, Gak has bought a coffee shop. Yeah. We now own a coffee shop. There is a Gak coffee shop. And you're going to be working there. Uh, Chief barista. That's me. Marketing manager. Yeah. <laughs> Buy this coffee, yeah? <laughs> Easy. Um, so, a um, couple things to go over before we dive into the news this week. Patreon! Um, indeed, a bit of Patreon news. Um, so, we've been getting a lot of requests from people who listen to the podcast um, who want to or have, you know, already either already support us or have been thinking about supporting us through Patreon. Um, and a lot of people have been saying, look, we want to support you at the, the top tier, the $10 tier. And we've held off for the longest time because we wanted to make it, you know, we've only got these core 20 people. Who, There's only um, so many names that Joe Branton can say in one breath. Well, exactly. No, uh, no um, it's unlimited. Um, but uh, we kind of... The amount of names I can say. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a skill that's... Yes. Very neat. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we feel like we can't really hold out any longer because in the last few weeks, a lot of people have got in touch to say that they want to go at the top tier. Um, and, you know, we want to grow the Gisano's podcast as much as we can. Um, and doing things like going to NAM, which we're now going to do with the help of Patreon. Aha! Going to uh, the, uh, what's it called? The South of the England London Guitar Show. No, no, no. Show. London International Guitar Show. Last year, it was the North of England Guitar Show, South of England Guitar Show. Yeah. But this no, year... No, no, no. The company is, is, nor- is Northern Guitar Show. Northern Guitar Show. So it was Northern Guitar Show, South of England yeah. Guitar Show. It wasn't even Southern Guitar Show, it was South of England Guitar yeah. Show. Yeah. It was a terrible name. But now it's the London International Guitar Show. Okay. It's not in London. No, it's just right. slightly it's, outside it's of London. London. Um, so we are, we're going to go and do that this weekend as well. And all this stuff is made possible um, by, you know, your contributions through Patreon. Um, so we kind of felt like limiting that top tier was not only holding the kind of show back a little bit in terms of what we can do financially but also there was a lot of people who just just really want to support us at a level that we were not allowing them to and so this week I put out a um, a question to all of our top tier backers and just said look if we do this do you have any objections and thankfully everyone got back with a load of feedback actually about some other stuff that we you know we're going to look to improve or look to do if we're not doing it already Um, but everyone said we're fine with this. You know, read out some extra names at the end of the podcast. That's not a problem. So I guess the long and short of it is, if you've been thinking about supporting us at the top tier, that top tier is now open. If you've already been supporting us at the top tier, obviously we're going to continue to read your name out at the end of the podcast. Do you think to keep the time down, I should just start at random points in the podcast, say a name? Just Andy McKenzie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's the way to go. So, um, but yeah, if you already support us at the top tier, we're obviously going to read your name out. Joe might do it randomly throughout the show, but we're also going to do some some other stuff. And primarily it's going to be live stream stuff because, you know, we already make a, a ton of content. What we want to do is something a bit more dynamic that you guys can join in with. Um, so at some point before Christmas, we're going to do a live stream um, and then it will probably be a regular thing, you know, once a month, something like that in some form. We haven't quite figured it out yet. So, yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way. A little bit of housekeeping. Um, obviously, you know the address, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, so if you do want to get involved at the top tier, that is now available to you. I think I'm always going to wear a Hawaiian shirt on the live streams. Okay, that's fine. Well, we're probably always thinking that it won't be a video live stream. It might be a... a... <laughs> that's cool. Okay, just because your face and shirt... 
problematic. Yeah. Bit. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, bandwidth issues uh, yeah, is what sure. I meant. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Colin uh, Anderson. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Um, so, uh, some other Guitar Nerd stuff. Joe, you put a new video out this week, a new episode of the Guitar Nerd Show with uh, Matt Knight. What uh, What did you cover this week? Uh, we had a look at our favourite boutique drive pedals because we, we were kind of going, me and Matt were going through our like boxes of effects that we've been sent. And of course, we get a lot of stuff from like smaller effects companies. And we had a load of really cool, um, really like quite unique and interesting, certainly in Control's, drive pedals like a couple of them were quite similar sounding but you got there in a different method yeah um really great so yeah we looked at some some absolutely pucker stuff we've spoken about a few of them before the uh, the aqualung um that looks like a chorus because it's blue and, which is uh, ground control no 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 the uh the ground control uh, oh, is the amaratsu yeah, yeah which that's right we, yeah. we haven't put out our video on that yet but i've spoken about that loads that's the um that's one of our favourite Make Goodera yeah. pedals. We've got a video on Make Goodera pedals coming out soon. Um, but no, we, we've reviewed things like um, the Petty John Petty Drive, yep. um, which was great. Probably the best built, like this could survive some sort of like Japanese-style hurricane. Okay, um, I wonder what you were going to say there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like the inside of a tank, doesn't it? It's yeah. got a real kind of old-school military build to yeah. it. Exactly. So we had a look at that. Um, a load of other things. The old bloods, uh, old blood noise works fault. Old blood which, noise endeavors. Uh, old blood. Old. Yeah. Yeah. We did indeed. In, endeavors. Um, we looked at their fault, which um, I thought was not their fault, mate. Was great. Do you know the coolest thing about that pedal um, is the instructions manual is like a poster. It's like a piece of art, which is cool. So kind of into their like screen printy art, and on the back of it, rather than having like. Um, you know, you might have like some presets drawn out and it might be like one for this is hard rock, this is metal, yeah. you know, and things like that. They've just got like uh, each of the designers there's favourite settings on that pedal. Okay. As the example one. So you get nice. the name of the designer. A little personal there. touch. Yeah. So you can use John's setting. Okay. But that, it was... <laughs> <laughs> Good to... Uh... I, I still thought that was cool. But yeah, who, who's setting? I love John. John. I love John's giving you a giving you an in. Who's, who's setting? Oh, um... Uh, uh, Come on, you read them every week. <laughs> hang on, hang on a sec. Let's, let's just... So, um, th- hang on. The letter that I put out said, you're very important to us. And, you know, we, we, it's a very individual bond between us and our top-tier Patreon backers. And Joe Branton, despite reading them out every week, can't remember <laughs> a single one. I, I could have. That would have been there. Whose setting was the best? Uh, um, Brad Page. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what are the four pedals? The uh, Aqualung, the um, uh, Petty John Drive, yeah. Old Blood Noise Endeavours. Which is the fault. Um, was and the, the other one was the... Was it the Angry Charlie? No. Okay, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> no, no, it was, we were only doing boutique things. But it was the uh, it was the VS um, Audio uh, Royal Flush. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Which was, which was super cool. I loved that. I really didn't like the like the artwork on it and stuff i was sort of almost put off by it because it was like a skull and like a deck of cards and i was uh-huh. like oh, yeah it's that it's that whole sort of like gamblingy like leather biker look no one just no like, one should let you gamble this doesn't look cool but it sounded amazing it was, right it was almost the best one but yeah 
great and 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 it was a two a, a two stage drive so you get two individual channels okay one that was all preampy and one that was like nice and sort of all out and i really like that in a drive but i think that's a really great idea because who uses one tier of of drive anyway but it was just nice having that that sort of like one half of it being a kind of a make gooder yeah sort of pedal but yeah, yeah yeah um what else is in the pipeline for uh guitar nerds videos coming down the old uh, the old video pipe I couldn't tell you. I'm I'm normally drunk when we film, and so I have to wait until I watch everything back. Okay. Uh, no, we. No, uh, you're normally hungover when we yeah, film. Hungover when we film. You yeah. were worse for wear when I picked you up from the train station that to is, drive you to Matt. You it's actually just, saved my life that day because I brought that you was, a sandwich. That was probably the most. Yeah, that was that was really difficult. Yeah, I think people think that I maybe don't do very much when it comes to guitar nerds. Yeah, because you do everything well, behind ad- the scenes. Absolutely, yeah, I do the behind the scenes stuff, like look after the accounts and make sure Joe Brandon doesn't die in the back of my car, that sort of thing. You know, the important yeah, just things. the little things. Yeah, you know, just the little things. Oh, they I mean, always bring you down. One of those two things is very important, and I appreciate all the work you do towards the accounts, Jess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did notice that you've still got a pending. Uh, um, uh, claim in the accounts yeah, yeah I've, got, I've, I've got some expenses he's actually waiting for your marathon booze bill to come in <laughs> yeah. so, so. Um, I uh, do just so you know I do check all of the receipts <laughs> I know what's going in and out Man. it's the things he's spending money on that he can't get receipts for well, that's, the, uh, that's yeah. the thing I worry about um, yeah so we've got uh, Make Goodera Pedals is coming up soon I'm really looking forward to that one actually because it was difficult to make a video on because a kind of like a change in in tone in a YouTube video where someone's listening either on headphones or out of their computer speakers yeah. has to be so substantial for you to really get it well that's like things like videos of the Mika do well because oh, it's yeah. like it's so obvious what it's doing yeah exactly whereas this with the Mate Gooder we're like you hear that like slight change in EQ <laughs> well we really like that oh, so. it adds an a extra 3dB yeah. of top end <laughs> yeah exactly it's so it's so almost boring. so I hope that video is going to come across but some of the pedals we were using for that like the uh, um, the Hudson Electronics uh, broadcast which yeah. might be my my favourite pedal this year. That's um, that's been I getting, love that pedal. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people with that on their boards recently. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, uh, Mikey Demas. Uh, Is he got He does. Yeah, he he was. Which used, ones? There are two. Um, one with all rotaries and one with the gain is just done on a a, a two way switch. On a what? Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> two way switch. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember right. which one he had. Um, in fact. Yeah, no, I don't know. He showed me a picture of his of a board he was using to record a couple of weeks ago, oh, cool. and uh, and that was on there. And um, yeah, I've just seen it. I've just seen it a lot knocking about recently. It seems to be one of those ones that's kind of flying under the radar, mm. um, except for people who sort of you know really well, know what's going not on. Not that much money. I can't remember how much. I think they're sub two hundred quid. Um, I've taken my Sansamp VT off my pedal board and put the Hudson Electric You're using broadcast it on on bass. Yeah, you? because it has a bass cut, so you okay. can just turn that off, and then it doesn't cut any low end frequency and ah. and the gain clipping has two sides to it so you can I'm using it with the gain clipping on low and then it's just it warms everything up sort of makes everything a bit vintage okay but the the problem I had the only problem I had with the sans amp is that's exactly what I wanted to do I just wanted to warm my tone up like make it a bit more valvey but it also has all these EQ things on and no matter where yeah, you, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. put them it's colouring your sound like yeah, yeah. I'm happy doing my EQ on my amp so the the Hudson just by you can just cut make sure it's not affecting your low end turn down the gain and it just valves everything that's up. very smart actually yeah it's, well, it's do- a- well done oh, there you go that's, that does sound like a very cool 
Don't, don't, don't. Like, yeah, I don't mean to validate him. Like, you know, I just feel like never validate credit him. where credit's due. That's actually a very because when you start yeah, I mean, talking if you about validate anyone, it should be Steve Merkel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you when you started talking about that, I was like, oh, here we go. Just, this is just another way to talk about how he doesn't like the sand stamp, even though he has to use it every day. And that, but actually, I think that's very smart. Yeah, yeah. It was I might good. borrow that off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will give it to you. Um, the uh, yeah, and other than that, other than that, we've got we've done delays, drives, make gooders, other things. We've got some more stuff from GitCon coming up soon. So okay. I've got a few more. I'm going to put up some video interviews because a lot of the podcast we actually did film as well. So I'm going to put some of those up just yep. if, in case anyone wants to watch our faces as well as listening to us. Um, Unlikely. And we did this. We did this video where I tried to get everyone to learn to play a, a riff in five minutes um, to see who the actual best guitarist was at uh, at Kitcom. Um, so I've got that to edit and put up, which is quite good. Was it? Um Road tripping by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It wasn't. It was. Oh, okay. It was that. Uh, it was that thing that I always play the uh, the vocal melody to. Why do birds suddenly appear? It was that, but played. And I gave everyone thirty seconds to learn it. I thought you said five minutes. Oh, five minutes, whatever. Sometime. Come on. I, got... There's quite. I, I, there, there's quite. You, Joe, you started off quite I well. I played in this it episode to them. And you... <laughs> Also, are you saying that you gave everyone a few minutes to learn how to play this? Bell, 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 bell. bell, bell. Yeah. You, with, with fair, it, that's, that's like eight notes. I know, man. And it's interesting to see. And the, it's in 4-4, which I realise is maybe a difficult, compre- a difficult thing for you to mm-hmm, comprehend. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. It, it's interesting seeing good guitarists being given crappy riffs and uh, struggling. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that video. Yeah. I think it'll be uh, illuminating. Yeah. Talking about good guitarists, um, you've been out and about this week. You went to see Saint Vincent. Yes, I certainly did. Um, yeah, we uh, also so, so did uh, so did someone on our group. I can't remember who. Yeah, I think a couple of people actually said that they were there. Oh so. yeah, it was cool. Um, Laurie went, didn't he? Laurie, Laurie, Laurie went. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Laurie went. Yeah, so um, who, who, went? who went? What Laurie Anstis. <laughs> um yeah yeah i went down to uh to that yeah i went um i went there i went with uh, a couple of friends my girlfriend and mary spender went uh to see that and uh uh it was really good it was a great show um it was interesting to see the amount of guitars that were um that were used so she only used her just, new... just less pulse <laughs> <laughs> it was uh she only used her new st vincent's which was cool um, wait hang on her what the, the any of the just the limited cu- edition ones how, how are, you, are you okay <laughs> i am okay i just i'm trying to f- figure out how to say this when you say her new mm. signature models mm. the limited color ones yes so so not the blue one no well see this is what's interesting because they made a very big song and dance of the fact that there was only three of each colour mm. in the world yeah and they even listed where each of these three do you think those were one of the three or do you think they were a secret extra <laughs> well, one well that's there. what I'm she thinking she obviously has an extra one but well in did... that case it's not limited to three <laughs> it's limited to four well she she also had a couple of other um, colours so she played a, a white one um, the, what, the, the Polaris, Polaris white. white which of course came out Last uh, last year, yeah, yeah it was in the year. second run. Yeah, yeah, it was in the second run. So she played one of those, and um, she also played a um, a completely custom one, not released, um, 
a gold one, but the gold one had the rosewood um, neck and board from the original from the original line, line which of course she's moved away from now she now has uh she now has lacquered maple necks and ebony boards but um, is that on the when when did that start what uh with this run okay right. so so, so yeah. the the white one is a fully rosewood neck as well isn't it um, yeah i think i'm sure think, it is yeah, yeah. So, yeah so i think it, it kicked off because that was when the white the wine red with gold hardware and the stealth black yeah stealth they black. all yeah, came yeah. out at the same time didn't they mm. yeah I that's think. right was there one more i feel like there was one more white stealth black wine red and sunburst henning paulie's just one, got yes. a sunburst one he's Who does? just henning paulie he's right. uh, one of the gitcon guys he's yeah. uh he's just uploaded a, a video on it on his um his first impressions of of getting getting that but yeah so it was um so it was cool. She alternated between those. She didn't use her old harmony. I love the old harmony yeah, guitar. Yeah. She's um, there were some great uh, St. Vincent live videos on YouTube of her playing uh, the the harmony. And actually, there's a really great on uh, the YouTube series uh, Guitar Moves. Mm. Um, she does a a, a a really great rundown of how she uses the harmony and how she uses things like its weird um, its weird tailpiece to get these like little shrill um, sort of weird jagged stabs yeah. from and it, it it's a shame not to see that guitar because I love that guitar I think that guitar and how she played it was kind of what got me into cementing in the first place so it's a shame that didn't come out also she she had her uh, she previously has always used her music man Albert Lees which she has a Roland uh, GK pickup fitted right. to so that didn't make an appearance either um, this is a book tour though isn't it really it's what do you mean this is her Going yeah. on tour and <laughs> she's yeah. got to pimp the guitar. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, she did. So she just had it was just her on stage, no band for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I, I heard that when I re- I'm sure it was I'm sure it was Laurie who said yeah, that, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. When Laurie's review said that it was for most of the time it was just her standing on stage by herself. So she had a and I thought massive that was, projections. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Kind of a, a and you know dipping off stage to change guitars. It, it from the reviews that I've read, it kind of felt like almost a stage show yeah. almost like a theatre performance as much as anything else because it was just her yeah. performing in front of everyone and doing costume changes and yeah. guitar changes and stuff that's right still had a switcher though um, alright still had a switcher I couldn't had to see... mute it so that she could change guitars <laughs> yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah probably it looked pretty substantial um, Mary had watched it upstairs from the balcony and I was downstairs so I couldn't see what it was she thought it was possibly a helix thing but Laurie seemed to think it was something larger right um, and didn't have an expression pedal so could be like a custom thing yeah basically. I imagine it was something custom but, it, that, but um, it looks like she was triggering <laughs> the yeah. green monster or something yeah, like that yeah yeah yeah. Maybe. yeah so there wasn't a band there at all no they, they, they weren't like in the pit or like off off the stage or something like that it was just in, not in the mosh pit, pit no yeah. <laughs> in, in the orchestral sense yeah. um she was just playing to backing tracks, basically. That's right, yeah. Okay. Mm. And it was great. It was great. And I tell you what, the new stuff worked perfectly because it was written for that. She did open with a, a set of maybe 30 minutes where she played like a track from each record before right. she moved on to play the new album in its entirety. Oh, she played in full? Uh, Start to finish? I don't know. Oh, okay. It wasn't um, like... I, I drank so much by the time I got there. Okay. I, like some stuff. She played some stuff. But uh, the the opening, the start of uh, the the show, um, I did think suffered because, of course, previously she's had a live band. She's had, you know, normal acoustic drums. And I think all of those things just coming out of a PA with her guitar felt a little bit karaoke. Like I, right. I, I, I've seen her do all of those songs much better with a live band. Right. But... The as soon as she started playing the new stuff, it, it was made sense. yeah, it was right. absolutely brilliant. So really good in the past where she's used the Albert Lee stuff with the GK system. Yeah, 
is she just not doing those songs anymore? Is the synth she just not playing the synth stuff? Is that just being done on the track? I mean, yes. I I, I mean, I don't know if she played any of the songs where she specifically used the GK pickup. Right. It wasn't something she used a hundred percent of the time, but it was yeah. something that she would swap in for a few tracks, especially on her last album, the self-titled record, uh, which had. You know, which is funny. That was kind of when her guitars came out, and probably the least amount of guitar on any yeah, record yeah, she's yeah. ever made. But I assume it was guitar. It was just through a GK pickup. What was your um, What was your vibe on the crowd there? Because I would imagine that probably from the first time, or from when you started to go and see her, her audience has shifted a fair bit. So it seems to be a bit more kind of PR involved, and she's definitely shifted towards the mainstream. Yeah. I think from from what she was before. But um, but no, uh, I. I yeah, it was it was fine. It was a predominantly sort of youngish audience, or well, youngish, I don't know, sort of. Not um, you then? No, well, no. I guess it was sort of people around my age. It was quite. I I didn't notice anything about the audience, so that in itself is a is a positive. You know? Yeah, I wasn't annoyed. They by weren't in his way between. They, were, or, they weren't in his way yeah. between him and the the six pound cans of red stripe that oh, he was gunning. It was so so, <laughs> it was so expensive to drink at Brixton, but there's a really good craft place around the corner. So. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Do you know what um, struck me the other day? Talking about age, and this is not going to be an old man moans thing, but it kind of is. I'm almost at the age where I've moved out of like the 25 to 34 age bracket, and that makes me very upset. I was feeling in a survey for something the other day. (laughs) It was actually guitar related, and um, yeah, I was like, "Oh man, I'm going up another box. (laughs) (laughs) This is terrifying." But yeah, anyway, um, the last thing I wanted to mention, and we mentioned it briefly, is that it is the uh, London International Mm. Guitar Show this weekend. That just whilst we're on St Vincent, we can also talk about the fact that uh, Mary did actually get the uh, the orange. Indeed, yes. uh, So guitar nerds contributor and the internet. Mary Spender um, has purchased one of those three orange and leopard print uh, guitars the yes. one that Gak had right yeah that's right yeah good, so, good which, to see it's kept in the family yeah that was good it was a shame because she bought it before we could actually really do anything with it what videos like videos well. and that you yeah. did a video with it though didn't you we did get something she made she asked me not to shoot any videos with it and then I did it anyway. it anyway just Joe's customer service yeah it was good it was good and then I sent it to the wrong address as well <laughs> 
Well, it was away on the day it came in. Your address is that what it was? Oh no, actually, it's to my house. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I guess I'll just have to play it for a bit, mate. Yeah, just when I just put in the postcode, oh, I just put in my own one by accident. Yeah, bad, bad. Um, so yeah, what I wanted to say was, uh, we mentioned it earlier, the London International Guitar Show at Kempton Park Raceway. Is it? Race course. Race course. Raceway. I don't know. Is that like NASCAR or whatever? I don't know. Um, yeah, but Kempton Park Racecourse uh, is this Sunday, and we're all going to be there. Oh, well, apart the from three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so if you are going, um, please do you know stop us and say hello because we'll probably be flying around with the camera and yep. doing bits and pieces. Please um, take the time to uh, check out Tate Effects. Yep. Stuart Tate, podcast listener, will Indeed. be uh, exhibiting there with um, all of his wicked crazy weird pedals. pedals. Yeah. Um, looking forward to seeing some of those. Yeah, um, I'm not sure who else is going to be there. I think last year was a bit of a kind of mixed bag of people selling like second-hand bits, you know, and vintage stuff, yeah. right through to a load of younger guitar brands, which is obviously cool for us. Yeah, I, I, the other thing, I, I haven't looked at the um, the exhibitor list, but I'm hoping the Echo Line are there again because they've just released a couple of new pedals. Mm. Yeah, actually, we should probably talk about that. Well, let's talk about that next week because yeah. I don't have the information in front of me at the moment. But we did get an email about a new Echo Line. There's, Obviously, Echo there's Line two new pedals, I believe. Okay, Echo Line won our Gear of the Year last year. They did. To be honest, we've not really spoken about them since. Oh my god, not the, released the new pedals new. look awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's um, they're going to be interesting. So hopefully they'll be there at the show this weekend. Yeah, yes. maybe that's why we got a press release saying that they'll be there but yeah if you're um, if you're coming along do you know stop us say hello um, and make sure you just go and check out a load of cool stuff I wonder if Monty's pickups might be there again um, they're a good who else uh, was there Honey Boy was there Honey last Boy yeah. was there yeah mm. I'm, I'm actually there for, for GAC as well as there you are do swing heads. by the GAC stand swing by we're bringing a load of like super cool we just got a load of like uh, private stock PRS's in okay so we're going to bring a load of those haggle Joe for a deal basically is what yeah, we're saying yeah why not I'll probably be drunk okay <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, with that, shall we dive into a whole big old barrel of... News. Just a couple of bits of news uh, this week. There's, like we mentioned at the start of the show, there's not a huge amount going on because people are holding stuff back for NAM, I guess. Um, but our good old friends, <laughs> the always, pe- the, the- when there's no news, <laughs> you can always rely on our good old friends straight out of New York City, Electroharmonics with ah, the yes. Slammy Plus. J Cross, you've been doing the reading. Let us know what it's all about. Yes, so the Slammy... Um, listen, I don't want, I don't want to be too cynical here but I can imagine that there's a reason why they've called it the slammy oh I wonder what that could be it may be that it rhymes with the word gammy uh, like when yeah. you've got a gammy foot yes. you have a gammy foot so they've yeah. made a foot pedal yeah. called the slammy that's yeah. it right do I win the money yeah yeah that's right that's is right it, is it Ghostbusters 2 it's Ghostbusters 2 yeah oh, that's okay. right um, no so this is uh, quite similar I will say I, can I get away with saying quite similar I, I feel like yeah, I can get away with saying yeah. quite similar coincidentally of course to the Digitech whammy um, but it's all enclosed within a um, uh, a standard wah style enclosure with some uh, bells and whistles on the side um, it seems very very cool um, some of the demos look look great uh, some of the sounds that they've got out of it um, you're able to pitch shift up and down at the same time no surely which not which seems very bonkers and very bananas um, 
That's against the laws of physics. It really is. I'll put it this way. Um, we were we were watching, we just went back over things before we started podcasting, a little bit behind the scenes news. And uh, there was uh, a, a demo that we watched where Mark and I both went, that sounds bad. And Joe went, that sounds amazing. So I guess that kind of tells you who this pedal is appealing to. Exactly. Geezers with moustaches. Yeah, and yes. ro- rolled up beanies and That's Hawaiian right. shirts. But no, in all seriousness, it does seem very cool. And if it is, if it does stand up to... Um, Offering uh, the, uh, some long-awaited, I would say, real competition for the Digitech Whammy because it has sort of st- stood out there by itself in terms of what can make you sound like Tom Morello. Yeah, I, um, I think Drop Tune were doing a good job of it um, when they Morpheus. were doing Morpheus. Morpheus, yeah. but do you know what both those pedals kind of missed was was the f- people finding real estate on their pedal boards important well, it, now. and that was exactly yeah. the next point that I was going to make is the whammy is a bloody big pedal yeah. whereas and you know obviously a wire enclosure is is no small um, small enclosure but they are a damn sight smaller than the uh, than the, the Digitech so yeah. you know and very the, cool that, that Morpheus Drop bomber. tune. Oh, that oh, was the a massive bomber. bomber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That was like the size of a dinner yeah, plate. Yeah, yeah, well, that was like a, more like a ME25 or something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah whilst, it was we're on the, whilst we're on the subject of Tom Morello, I realised I was the one that brought him up, okay. but it was coincidental. Did you see the video that dropped on the internet this week of uh, that someone had mixed together of uh, Bulls on Parade, but the wah sound was Owen Wilson saying, wow. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't actually seen it. It was but really I, uh, funny. I just saw, yeah, wow, some, wow, someone talking about wow, it. Wow, wow. It was really good. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'll uh, I'll check that out. Um, another thing to check out: the brand new Anna Sound Crank Bitune Fuzz. What does that yes. even mean? <laughs> I, I see the words on the page; they don't make <laughs> it no sense to me. Well, yes, uh, the 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 crank holds Bitune Biton. I'm gonna go with Biton. Okay. Yeah, they're French. I mean, yeah, they, are they? Sound are French. Oh, they are French. Yeah, they are French. They're a French company. And, and Beton is the name of Julien Beton, who is a French artist. Who, uh, uh, who they a French got what? Artist. Who artiste. They got on board. It's how they say in France. Oh, I see. I see. Anyway, Anasound. I no, love Anasound. They're great. We did a... Uh, uh, we did um, a. I don't know if we actually have put out the video with the Anna sound in it yet. Maybe that's one of our Mick Gooderers. I think it is. Okay. Uh, so um, the pedal that me and Matt loved that Anna sound did was their their Lazy Comp, which was yeah. a, a single controlled compressor, but the single control on it was um, was just a blend, not the amount of compression. That oh, was yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. They actually you can ad- adjust it on the innards via some trim pots, but it was it was essentially predetermined to start with and Anna sound also they're super cool in that they have these uh these like bamboo topped uh pedals with like laser etched artwork and then the uh the led is a uh, green illuminating a for uh, Anna sound as well yeah, so they're yeah. i mean they're not cheap effects like Anna sound are, are, are an expensive boutique brand but like oh they are they're great looking pedals and and attention to detail both on the way they look and, and the way they sound so anyway back to the beton fuzz um, this is it's like a, a two stage fuzz in a single enclosure so uh, you've kind of got your overall level you've got a master tone but then you have a single control for buzz and also for fuzz um, so uh, so the I think the buzz is based on or no fuzz is based on a super fuzz and buzz is based on a fuzz face okay. so you have those two so you can blend them together or shut down one if you want or use the other just a single foot switch on and off so you can't control them independently but you can blend them blend them up and then it's got some as with all the Anna sound stuff because the controls are simple on the front 
I think this is their first four control pedal as well. I think this is the most amount of controls they've put on an Anasound. Um, they like this thing with trim pots on the inside. So uh, when you open up the pedal, you can adjust things like the, the ring frequency, which will adjust like the modulation of the fuzz and a couple of other bits I can't remember. But yeah, a great looking pedal. Again, like these are looking like they're going to be about 250 squid. Um, and yeah, totally cool interesting fuzz can't wait to hear one i think that having two different types of fuzz in one pedal it makes it a lot more attractive to me i love you trying to be positive about fuzz i just i just don't like it i just think it it, it really in general i think it really can thin out a sound and it it isn't just isn't for me at all yeah i mean tell and that so, to blair toms well, <laughs> but when i when when you see a pedal that's doing that but in a kind of different way like for example the um magnetic effects white atom yeah Yeah. which has got the two different completely two different types of fuzz circuits in it yeah i think that's fantastic i think that's um that sounds really good because Uh you've got the two kind of compensating for each other which i think is great and there was another one that we did uh there was a demo that we did um the last time that we did demos at yours, the where fuzz and prickle, it was is that the, what it was? There, there was it, a completely controlless fuzz. And no, it, just it wasn't that one. There were, oh, what was it? There was a there was a uh, the control for the two different fuzzes. The Pelotor. Was, was it on the Pelotor? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. on the Pelotor. You, yeah, you're right. So you and the more you turn one up, the more the other one turns down. It, yeah, and it does. And some then you meet it in the middle. The EQ, yeah, yeah, completely. And I thought that was really good as well. Yeah, of course it was a Pelotor. You're right. I thought that was fantastic as well. I, when it's just a straight fuzz, I just get. I just think it sounds boring. Fair. Needs more controls for J Cross. No, not more controls. Just, just does more stuff. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> J versus fuzz. Maybe that's a video we should do. Um, should we get to the bulk of this episode, the <coughs> section that we call? I mean, I don't know why we call it this. Maybe it's because it Macross. May- uh, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Um, what I'm talking about is... Question! Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> I really hope you're not eating like when you're listening to this or making love. That would be weird anyway. Um, <laughs> my God. That would be... Just the thought of that, actually, is really, really what, throwing me off listening- course. Yeah. Us. I forgot to tell you, by the way. I told you, Jay. But yeah. um, someone, uh, if you're listening to this, and uh, on when was it? <laughs> Thursday night last week, Tuesday night last week, I was Tuesday in the Wednesday. I was yeah. in the co-op in um, Portslade. Wait, you were making love in the co-op. I was making love in the fridges of the co-op. Uh, no, I was in the co-op uh, in Portslade, and um, yeah, big shout out to the uh, checkout uh, a guy assistant um, who said. I said, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he said, oh, yeah, it's 18 quid or whatever. And I went, oh, yeah, oh, thanks very much. And he went, guitar nerds. And then I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hi, man. Nice to meet you. He went, recognize you by your voice. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. This is, and people get us confused on the podcast who listen. They get, <laughs> so, yeah, for someone to recognize us, um, yeah, just big shout out to you if that was you in the co op in Portslade on Tuesday night. Um, impressive auditory deduction skills. Um, oh, that was a that was a good turn of phrase. Yeah, indeed. And um, so Hunter's first question is: uh, maybe I'm in the wrong here, but does anyone else get tired of the vast majority of guitar demo uh, YouTube channels yeah. um, that only play blues or metal? I understand that blues guitar is very very easy to demo effects and and guitars with, as it tends not to require a backing track. But honestly, I feel like they're just trying to show off. 
Am I that out of touch with the larger guitar culture? Do most guitarists play blues or metal? Other than knobs, guitar nerds, and maybe uh, Chicago Music Exchange, I can't think of any other channels that play different stuff than the same blues licks over and over. Discuss. You have got to be kidding me. Chicago Music Exchange are like the ultimate old boys blues. They do some blues stuff. No, they, 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 no, they only do blues. I stopped watching their channel because I can't stand their guitar They do some playing. other cool stuff though. I like their Christmas skits that they do. I yeah, think that was pretty funny. Yeah, I think that's a that's a cool thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I have to admit, I don't watch a huge amount of stuff on YouTube. I'm normally, if I see a guitar that I like, I'll go, I'll go and check that out. And actually, normally the channels that kind of hold my attention are just when it's like just a bloke in his bedroom just playing the guitar and I can kind of hear it and see it a bit. I don't, I personally don't really subscribe to that much because it kind of most of the time is just the same thing over yeah. and over again. Yeah. I, I think you could probably put most stuff into one of those two categories, blues and metal. I yeah. certainly think that's kind of where people who are interested in gear tend to tend to fit into one of those two categories. Even like broadly speaking, stuff tends to be modern or traditional. And if it's modern, you're probably going to play metal on it. If it's yeah. traditional, you're probably going to play blues on it. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. And I, I kind of feel the same as Mark in that I, I really struggle to keep up with. I used to be really into it, but I do really struggle nowadays to keep up with um what's going on with youtube channels because and it's one of the things that we've tried to address as well you know we listen to feedback that people people gave to us which was well i kind of need to hear these pedals in situ which is why it's really good that you know we're now when we do when we are doing pedal of the, not pedal of the week but there's there's other things going on there as well it's not just a guitar into the pedal um for me the the best channel on out there at the moment is knobs yeah i think it's fantastic i think that the whole production values of the of the channel are are really really amazing um the videos are super chill as well it's, yeah you can you literally can just put them on like while you're doing something else and have it play in the background and it's never they never get anything that's no like, they're not trying to shock you they're not trying to there's no like overpowering no like, if they do a fuzz they'll use it like kind of tastefully yeah. to do a weird ambient sound it's it's amazing i i really really like the knobs channel i think it's um i the demo that i think that the there there were so many demos when tc brought out the uh, the mash pedals, the yeah. Hall of Fame, and the the flashback too, and I thought that Knobs did it amazingly. I thought that their their little uh, demo, they went through each, and it was just you know five seconds per uh, per setting. I thought it was fantastic. I, I yeah, I'm I I do think that something needs to change because it is a little bit of a an old an old boys blues club at the moment. Yeah. Um, and or a young boys metal club who will turn into old boys blues club. Yeah, down yeah, the line. yeah. So yeah, I I agree. It is something does need to something does need to change, and someone needs to do something cool, and then we'll all follow suit. Well, yes. <laughs> the um the one that I really like. Just a quick shout out again to um someone who I think is doing something different on YouTube. They're still essentially doing demos, and it's for their own brand. But the Metaverse videos are fantastic. oh they're amazing. Just because yeah. they're so dumb and they're like a minute long, and yeah. that's really. That is what you need to hear a pedal. Is he doing those on YouTube as well? Because I, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, he does it. Yeah, on, the Instagram on videos are always really funny. Yeah, he just puts the pedal on a green screen yeah. and then he'll animate like some cars driving past yeah. or like space or whatever in the background. And that to me is more interesting because I just want to hear the pedal and I just want to see it in a funny situation. 
and it lasts a minute and I, yeah. I've got everything I need to know from that um, and I think there's a lot of channels maybe us included that could learn from something like that where it's just a real quick hit that you know you can put on Instagram you can put on Twitter you can put it on YouTube put it on Facebook um, maybe there is some kind of legs to that like minute long demos that are a bit more visually interesting than just here's the pedal on yeah. the ground um, yeah, no, no one steal that idea right although we're stealing <laughs> it from Metaverse but maybe we could do something with that um, Joe B what are you watching on uh, on YouTube you probably are the most active YouTube watcher out of all of us Yes, probably. Uh, yeah, um, I uh, I really like CS guitars. Uh, again, like yes, I guess slightly metal orientated, but um, I really like the way Colin uh, looks at stuff and addresses things. I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, but like the video that got me into his channel was um, when he did the difference between p90 single coils and humbuckers but he did it from a, a scientific yeah, yeah perspective he looks at what actually what is affecting the uh your tone and how it's affecting your tone and affecting not effecting. yes yeah, yeah so 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 that you can kind of understand so maybe you, you understand more than by just listening you understand what's right for you and what you're looking for from a sort of a, a slightly more informed perspective i think he's he's trying to impart information and make everyone it more in better informed yeah. rather than you know what we do which is just talk about stuff yeah he's, well, he's trying to i mean I, what everyone does i think is like talk about stuff he manages to to find these weird niches that, yeah that expand people's knowledge of equipment i think with our top tens we've tried to do that yeah you know we tried to inform people about stuff that they probably didn't know oh, yeah, about already absolutely. from a from a sort of a more sort of like uh vox pop sort of yeah yeah style way that i mean i mean like i i honestly couldn't be bothered to <laughs> to have to do the amount of research he must have yeah yeah he must have done or i guess you know he's he is sort of sciencey so he's kind of knows these things but yeah I, I really like his channel because i think it's interesting and a bit different yeah okay i i haven't watched much of his stuff i should um i should probably check that out speaking um, of uh interesting and a little bit different when it comes to youtube mm -hmm. i just remembered that crimson is going to be at the uh london guitar oh, show crimson guitars oh, are gonna be they are. you've reminded oh, me i need sweet. to respond to him about something that involves that oh indeed sexy. a little super secret project nice. oh we is it that we're he's finally gonna uh pay us uh that 10 grand for this shout out that we yeah 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 we, yeah. we um yeah as, as mentioned on the forum a little while ago we are charging now for every mention of yeah. a bit of gear in the in the podcast yeah exactly. ten, 10 grand indeed indeed um no it's actually uh that he's he's buying guitar nerds and uh yeah he's he's gonna be in charge from now and he, we're sacking joe branton yeah uh, he, yes. said he, he said he'd keep us too cool. joe, joe branton is um leave without pay yes um, uh, matt knight is having his ticket uh, his return ticket cancelled. Yeah, he's going to stay. He's going to open Japan. Crimson Nerds Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crimson Nerds. Um, um, also, I should big I news. Should, I should uh, also uh, mention Music Is Win. Obviously, I think everyone knows about Music Is Win. Anyway, I, I didn't know anything well, about them. It's, it's a literally massive YouTube channel. So um, come on, I'm aging out of that bracket. I'm going up from the I'm almost <laughs> at the 34 bracket. So yeah. uh, you yeah. know, Mark's interests are going to stop being uh, YouTube and stop being Photo Bucket. Uh, so. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flicker. I love Do you know what? Thinking about aging out, um, I on Friday night what I did was listen to Bloodhound Gang, play wrestling computer games and eat sweets. Uh yeah. so <laughs> it was basically nineteen ninety nine all over again. Eat sweets and my mum wasn't there to say 
don't eat sweets. Yeah, it was a good don't time. Play comp- don't st- sit so close to the television, Marcus. I even simulated a WCW uh, Royal Rumble. <laughs> so it basically was just 1999. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Hunter says, do any of you feel weird about playing guitars that are identical to some of your favourite artists? I've been a fan of the Wombat since I was a kid and Matt Murphy has always played this distinctive blue Telecaster. Now Fender offers these in the US. I'm a little weird about playing guitar that one of my guitar heroes plays. I feel I should have my own distinctive guitar. Thoughts? J-Cross. If I remember correctly, the distinctive blue Telecaster that Hunter is referring to is Blue Flower. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I am fairly sure. In which case, I don't think you should think it's weird at all because Blue Flower is a fantastic finish that has been uh, rocking since the... 1969? Oh, that makes sense. Hippies and that. Yeah. Flower power. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit before that, but I think Fender... I think it was 67 or 69 those tellies came in. 69, dude. Indeed. I think it's 69. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, so I don't think it should be... Uh, I don't think you should think that was weird at all. Um, I think that it's... I think it, my opinion on this has always been... This is what I've, I've said ever since being in a guitar shop, working in a guitar shop. If what inspires you to play is that guitar, then buy that guitar. Um I used to hear it all the time people coming into the shop and, and you know, maybe a, a mum and dad buying a guitar for, for for their kids' Christmas. And they say, oh, well, th- what they, they keep talking about, they want this BC Rich. But, you know, it's not really, you know, it's, it's not really going to be worth anything. I just, I don't think that you can look at resale value in that sort, when you're looking at a guitar that's going to inspire you. I think if you're looking at something that's a bit esoteric, but that's what is going to make you pick up a guitar every day, then bloody buy it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what anyone else is using. Joe B, thoughts on artists um, or guitars that artists play that you like or signature models? Well, I kind of think it's not. Uh, it, it's it, it's more of a scale than a sort of a yes or a no. Because yeah, you know, I, I think there are there um, are. You've th- owned several Billy Sheehan products, so um, have I? Yeah, you owned one of the signature models. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I guess so. It was quite subtle. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Jay was just getting me a beer and I was oh, excited. Uh, d- um, <coughs> how does this podcast still exist? Oh, sorry. How does this podcast still exist? You've uh, stopped talking. Just, Jay just, is getting a beer do out. Do a thumbs up. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I think it's a scale uh, with signature models. So I think... Pentatonic. Uh, I can understand how someone oh, could Phrygian. find... I can't believe you know the name of two scales. I don't know anymore. <laughs> um... I yeah I think there are some like super extreme ones like that for me would be a step too far like I don't think I'd ever play a Yamaha Attitude um, with the, the Billy Sheehan I mean you did play a Billy Sheehan signature it's not well, it I wasn't... played his black BB 714BS um, <laughs> it's catchy <laughs> yeah uh, which which was great which was just a sort of it, it, what that had it took the bits that I wanted, which was his pickup configuration, and kind of left all the the weird finish bits and the scallop frets out, which I didn't yeah. necessarily need. And and I'm sure that there are things. That I'm sure there are players out there where they're like, yes, the Yamaha Attitude is exactly what I need. I really need those scalloped frets and stuff. So I think it is. There are scales of it, but I think some guitars, yes, are way way too signature model for me to want to. But it's why I've never bought a Mark Hoppus. Because it's too him. Yeah, well, 
yes, but also the the Fender Mark Hopper's P bass is what, what we're we're referring to. It wasn't just that it was so him; it was that everyone playing punk rock bought one as well. And it it became, and that was almost a problem. Like but a they six, were they were a good spec for oh, it, for a good price. That was the thing; they were a good in the price same way as in the same perfect. way as loads of people were playing Matt Freeman's, and I don't exactly. think that's necessarily because. Everybody is a huge Rantive fan. I mean, no. everybody should be a huge Rantive fan. Don't get me wrong. But I think it was more because it was a great bass at a great price. Yeah. And especially think about the time that that guitar came out. There wasn't very... If you wanted to spend... I mean, how much were they? Were they six, five, six hundred quid? Uh, I yeah. remember them being like four, seven, nine. I when think, they first I came think out. by I mean, the end, they were like 610. What, the last series, what could you buy colors. at that price? That wasn't black, white, or sunburst. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people. And it were, had Seymour Duncan caught pounds. I think it? a lot of people would buy not just because of who he was. I think people were playing them You're right. for other reasons. You're right. So I think that there are good. There are great examples of of signature models that I definitely play because sometimes you just actually get a better spec. Like you're exactly right. Like mm. what else was out there for six hundred quid? It came in interesting colours. It had actual Seymour Duncan's in it. I know we've we've just we're just picking one example here, but yeah. you could do this with anything else. Jim Root, the it Jim Root completely. series of guitars. Like I, I, I remember seeing. Um, like a, an electro pop band, I can't remember their name, where, uh, where the guitarist was using a, a Jim Root, like for that. And that was a, another great signature model that just, certainly especially that Squire version, that was a, a look that you could not get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You do um, get things that are sometimes, sometimes I think a little bit, too, when you're talking about two signature I always thought that the Schecter Sinister Gates was, yeah. I thought that was a bit too much in terms of being such a um it was so tailored to sinister gates yeah but they were so popular one of the mm, most true. uh part exchanged guitars over the last few years is the sinister gates really well because people buy it and then they're like oh, i really like a avenge sevenfold they're well good i love it i love it two years later i don't really like avenge sevenfold no, anymore mate, it's not even avenge sevenfold it was that they had seymour duncan invaders in them well, which yeah, is the same course. pickup that was in the tom delong yeah yeah the blink 182 tom delong yeah. strat when it was there but that pickup is too much yeah like i i i don't believe that either tom delong or sinister gates ever recorded a song using that pickup because that pickup is unusable like it will do one thing and it's great if that's what the one thing you need but no, like maybe if you're playing stadiums like really loud but trying to control that pickup in any other situation is completely impossible at least with the tom delong and i think this is where I guess this is the difference between like punk and metal kind of comes in is that with the Tom DeLong, you could take that guitar and you could change the scratch because they were just routed underneath for, I think, like a swimming pool route. So yeah, there was right. like, you know, you could put single quarters or humbuckers in there. You could essentially just put a new scratch plate on and go, I've got a cool pink strat. If you didn't like Blink-182 anymore, you know, a few years down the line, you could change that plate, get some different pickups, and you've still got a guitar. That That's sort is, of a benefit of any Fender, to be honest. Well, no, but it's more the styling. You know, it's more the... If you take the Tom DeLonge parts off it, essentially what you've got left with is just a guitar that's in a slightly more outlandish colour than a normal Strat. Yeah. With the Sinister Gates, if you kind of fall out of favour with that music, what are you going to do with that guitar? <laughs> you know, it's got an Avenged Sevenfold logo on the headstock. It's got like weird metallic binding and pinstriping. Yeah. It's got a Floyd. It's got a pointy body. It's got a really pointy headstock. You're kind of stuck with it unless you sell the guitar. Yeah. And I think that kind of speaks to the differences in 
firstly those two genres of music I think punk errs towards the more traditional you know most punk players punk band uh, bass players play a P bass for example whereas metal players are you know probably playing a Warwick or something that's a bit more pointy um but also the two different types of signature. One where they've just adapted something that is kind of standard, and which I'm totally down with. Um, I've got an interesting story to share about guitar that I'm kind of looking at at the moment. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, well, my bass over there? No, 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 not looking at over there. But I will right. tell you, so I've, I saw something on Reverb the other day, and I want to get your feedback on it. Um and guitars that are completely custom made for the artist. So obviously the the Sinister Gates, as far as I know, that body shape was like designed for him, and they've kind of gone all out with the weird pointy headstock and the pinstriping and stuff like that. So that kind of signature, personally, I probably wouldn't ever play something like that because yeah. I just feel like, oh, if you've got that, people know exactly the sort of thing that you're into, who your inspiration is, yeah. and that I think is when it kind of tips the scale into being uncool. To go back to the original question. Just getting a blue flower telly, no one is going to look at you and go, "No man, he loves cool. that wombats band, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, he loves them." I think it's more that people are going to go, "That is a really cool telly, yeah. really unusual, and obviously it's a great sounding guitar as yeah. well." So, and I mean, you know, what are you going to do if you're you if your favourite band is Guns N' Roses? Are you not going to go out and buy? You know, if you play in a hard rock band, for example, are you not going to go and buy a? Tobacco Sunburst Les Paul. I mean, yeah. Of course you are, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good example because I, I personally, if I was a huge Slash fan, I love Guns N' Roses and love Les Pauls, I probably wouldn't buy the Slash signature, you know, the model, the signature yeah, yeah, models yeah, they've yeah. done with, you know, his logo on the headstock and all the kind of, um, you know, stuff that's added to the guitar to make it the Slash signature. I'd probably just buy a Tobacco Sunburst Les Paul. And again, I think people aren't going to go, oh, we love Slash, don't he? They're just going to go... That's a great looking yeah. Les Paul. Whereas if you buy the Slash one, they're probably going to oh, that's a bit cheesy, isn't it? He loves Slash. Having said that, the guitar that I've been looking at recently, I've been I've been playing with the idea of getting a telly, and I've kind of got this Ugh. idea of you know I've been looking at reference Easy. stuff, um, <laughs> and the, there's a few tellies that I'm kind of toying with, um, and this time next year probably I want to get something. So i've been trawling kind of listings and seeing uh what's about and something i've completely forgotten about the albert collins telecaster which joe you probably don't remember it so get it up no on the screen. i don't that's why i'm immediately searching but, for it okay so japanese made they go second hand there's one on reverb at the moment for about 700 quid um they were made in the early 2000s i think maybe even the late 90s but that is an awesome looking guitar oh, so yeah this is this reminds me of that that uh that geezer from um that band that weren't oasis blur uh graham coxon yeah. well no what was the graham coxon telly can you remember the spec yeah it yeah, was, it, was uh, uh, it was butterscotch with a i think it was a was it a mini humber oh yeah no, but it, it was a seymour duncan that, uh a seymour duncan um pickup well, I was trying to remember the model. I can't remember the normal model, right. but yeah, there's Seymour Duncan uh, in the humbucker in the neck. Yeah. So the Albert Collins telly is um, so that is was that HH. No, 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 no. no. no, no. So the Graham, Graham Coxon was based on more like a fifties telly, wasn't it? Yeah, with a with, humbucker, with an yeah. added humbucker. Yeah. This is much more erring towards a kind of seventies telly. Um, so it's uh, like natural white edge binding um, with no contour contours on it. Um, you've got humbucker in the neck, single coil in the bridge. But I kind of trust... I haven't played one, but I kind of trust they're going to be good because Fender Japan obviously make incredible stuff. Um, and I remember reading really good things. So I'm kind of on the lookout for one of these 
I mean, there's one for sale right now, but I can't buy it right now. But yeah, in the future. Um, and if you don't know about this guitar, do check it out because I think it's a really good example of a kind of lost signature model. Seems very weird that you would be thinking about buying a uh, a Telecaster and then telling a few thousand people who listen to this podcast to go go out and have a quick look at this. Oh no, I'm just let's saying. hope let's hope that they don't go. Oh, that's good. And all of a sudden, there's a there's a spike in the price of well, the uh, <laughs> Albert Collins. I'm, I don't think we wield quite that much power, but oh, you don't you you ain't seen nothing yet. Indeed, I just you know it, it, it's a model I think that probably has got lost because it's one of those signature models that has been made in Japan, so it probably didn't get the same press that you know a Mexican or American one got. Yeah, and they they stopped making it quite a while ago before. I think people got so quite so invested in the gear that's on the market. Um, and I'd completely forgotten about it. And, you know, I've never seen one in the flesh because generally you didn't get so many Japanese guitars over here at the time. Um, and I really want to try one now that I've kind of seen one. I'm, I'm into it again. Going back to uh, signature models and things that you want to buy, I, I know I've talked about this before, but bloody hell, I really regret not buying that Joan Jet. Yeah, uh, Joan Jet Gibson. Go for a lot of money the now. What? what was the Joan Jet Gibson? So it was it was essentially a melody maker, right. but it was a double cut melody maker with a single uh, humbucker in the in the bridge, right. uh, and it had uh, no fret markings except from the twelfth fret where it had uh, two hearts. Right, uh, and it was amazing. It was fantastic. We had one in Gak. What finish? In black, just right. like a matte black melody maker. So oh, it was. Um, yes. It wasn't. It wasn't lacquered. It was. Um, you know how the melody makers were open grain and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had one in the shop and we had it for years and it got really bashed about because it it just it was. Why did it? Why did, why did it stick around? Because it, it was. It sounds super cool. They were. They were quite. It was quite a lot more money than a standard melody maker. It was, uh, not a lot more, but it was. It was maybe. They were like around the 600 pound mark whereas right. you could buy a melody maker for Four. 400 quid yeah. or so it was one of those guitars where unless you were specifically going to buy that you yeah. would never buy that guitar yeah, right. yeah. I see. and uh and also i always wanted to buy it so i didn't always make sure you know it wasn't always on display um <laughs> but um <laughs> in the end it, it did end up selling and uh i was gutted and I've, I've kept an eye out for them and yeah like you say they just they just end up going for Good money, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they, it's, I'm glad that these things uh, get looked upon fondly, and you know, it's it's. I think it's testament to the industry that we're in that you don't always need a lot, of, a big push on things to for them to stay popular. You know, a guitar like that that hasn't probably hasn't had any press in ten years is still going for a lot of money. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I'm on the lookout definitely. Um, with that, we should probably wrap up this podcast. But we are going to go and continue to do another half an hour's worth of audio content for your ears over on <laughs> patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can get uh, well you can support the guitar nerds podcast at the five dollar tier you get an extra half an hour of guitar content uh, guitar content guitar Hello? nerds content every week um, plus you also get access to all the previous content as well as the mini series we run like Matt's tour diary in Japan Joe's Branton Ranton plus some exclusive interviews as well that's all over there for the $5 tier and as I mentioned earlier in the program um, we have a newly opened $10 tier where not only do you get all the stuff I've just mentioned but you get your name read out on the regular podcast every week thusly Money, 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 money. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it comes.
knows the money. There are new Why? names here. Yeah, and no, no, also, no, no, you've got to not read out the names here. that you've already read out. Right. Because oh, you said okay. you were going to read okay, them out. Right. No, no, no. You should read them all out. Oh, God, some of them are new and I don't know how to pronounce them. Okay, money, let's money, go. Money. <laughs> here comes the money. Blake Wyland, money, Jake Gray, Christopher Lotseth. One Courier, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, money, Bob money, Nordwick, money, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos, Manchester, Steve, money, money, Michael Blair, Holmes, Mark Cross, Brad Pace, Jenny Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie, Anne says Jack Godfrey, Paul Corrigan, Matt Wine, Will, Claire, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Paul Gravitt, Colin, Colin Anderson. There we go, was that one breath? No. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Next week, I think that's what you should shoot for. Um, if you want to follow us in other places on the internet, or if you want to get involved um, with the podcast, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash guitar nerds forum. There's plenty of uh, chat to be had on there, talk about the show. We're actually going to take the Patreon topic this week from there. Um, we are going to talk about the closure of the Gibson, or the sale of the Gibson Memphis factory. Gibson. Plus, uh, a quick look at the kind of state of Gibson in 2017, what they're aiming for, um, and things like that always come up on the forum like quality control issues and Ugh. stuff like that we're going to wade into those topics uh, so that's over on the Patreon um, do join the Facebook group you can also follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds and Instagram at Guitar Nerds and you can go to YouTube um, to watch the videos that Joe and Matt produce and the top tens that I produce youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos with that we shall uh, bid you farewell it's just forward slash Guitar Nerds now uh, you can do either yeah, yeah. Um, we will say goodbye and we will see you next week we won't see anybody well we're here we will no, may- we maybe on Sunday we might see them at the guitar show oh yeah oh yeah maybe. yeah fair point so yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. potentially see you on Sunday plus you'll hear from us next week cheers gang bye bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.